0: Welcome to the Andy Social Podcast. This is episode 185 with illustrator, designer and podcaster Zach Smith Cameron. But before we kick into this week's episode, my name is Andy Dowling. I host this show and I also play bass in the Australian metal band Lord and guess what folks, August the 1st. Insert crowd noise. Actually, I can't be bothered telling T.Y. where to insert. Anyway, just imagine there's crowds cheering and roaring right now. The 1st of August is the worldwide release date of our brand new album, Fallen Idols. And by the time this episode comes out, um, fuck knows what's going on, but I would assume that there are pre-orders available right now. If you go over to lord.net.au, probably actually the URL more than likely will be lord.net.au slash Fallen Idols. Otherwise, just go to the main website. I'm sure there'll be plenty of links and stuff plastered all over the freaking internet because we've been waiting so long for this. But the 1st of August is when it's all going to happen. And uh, Japan, more than likely, will release one week earlier, um, but not entirely sure yet. And um, as I've been crapping on for the past several months, that has been the main reason why we've been delayed for so long. And I'll I may as well just write a book about that and it'll be a bestseller because fuck me. Anyway, so moving along, the 1st of August, it's all happening. Pre-orders will be open right now. So make sure you go and check all that out. Um, there's different bundle packs, etc., etc. There is a tour that's kicking off from the 21st of June, which starts in Canberra on the 21st of June, the 28th of June. At the back room in Brisbane, the 29th of June at the Badlands Bar in Perth, uh, part of the Stormrider Festival. The 5th of July at the Evelyn Hotel in Melbourne, which is part of the Forge Heavy Metal Nightclub. We're headlining that. The 6th of July at the Jive Nightclub in Adelaide, and the 26th of July at Crowbar in Sydney, which is part of the very first ever Forge Heavy Metal Nightclub Sydney edition, and we're headlining that one. Um, and also, sorry, I think I forgot to mention the venue in Canberra. It's the Basement. So, Canberra folk. You know where to go. Uh, so everything's over at lord.net.au. You can check out the tour dates over there. Super excited about this album. I cannot wait to get this going. So you can pre-order all that stuff now. Please pre-order it in advance. Um, we are working out some stuff about the shows themselves. I believe we're going to make the CD available at all of the shows. Uh, we'll give further details as we work all that stuff out. By the time this episode comes out, there should be some details around that anyway. But the 1st of August, 2019, Fallen Idols, motherfuckers. There we go. All right. Sorry, folks. I just, I've just i been pent up for the last several months on that one. Um, so in addition to playing in a metal band and hosting this podcast, I also host the Self Starter podcast, which is all about small business, self-employment, and freelancing. So season two is out right now. Um, that kicked off on the 3rd of June, and you can check all that out by going to selfstarter.com.au. Um, you can check out the podcast through your preferred podcast player. Um, and I have pretty much recorded all of season two. It's all banked up, ready to go. And I'm just really enjoying uh, what this season is going to bring for everybody. And i um, just been enjoying putting it all together. So it's been a lot of fun, a lot of great stories. And I'm looking forward to um, hopefully inspiring some more people to get started and execute those ideas and make it all happen. So go and check it all out. Selfstarter.com.au. Uh, episode 30, I believe, is out right now. That's with... Chris Pachenko of Vanishing Point fame and uh, owner and operator of Speed Metal Scrap. So you can go and check out that episode. And I believe episode 31 may be out by now. Mm, I don't know. No, it won't be. I think it's next week. Anyway, I'm getting my dates all mixed up. Go and check it all out. Selfstarter.com.au. Go and check it all out. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you very much. (laughs) Shout out, shout out time. Every week I thank some awesome person that supports me and the podcast and it could be for lots of different reasons. It could be a guest recommendation. It could be a message of encouragement. It could be buying some merchandise from the online store. uh, It could be um, a recommendation or a, a review somewhere on the internet or in real life. I don't know where you do it in real life, but you know, get creative. Send me a photo. Let me know what you do. Um, Whatever it is, it's a massive help. It just helps me uh, just significantly and just means a lot to me. So thank you very much. This week's shout out is for Colin Parker. Colin is from Doonside in New South Wales, Western Sydney represent. Um, The reason why Colin is getting a shout out is he sent me a DM via Instagram, which is amazing because I usually use DMs to send people messages, but I don't always get messages back. So it's very cool to see somebody actually using the function and sending me a message. And the reason why he shot me a message is that he wanted to actually buy a patch, one of the antisocial patches. um, But for whatever reason, didn't want to use the Bandcamp page, which whatever, no drama. Um, So we just hooked it up via the old DM on Instagram and um, really appreciate it. So that's sent out to Colin. Thank you so much, mate. Um, When you hear this, shoot me a message and I'm going to send you out a few extra little goodies to say thank you, because we all like getting something in the mail and it's the list that I could do. So thank you very much. Now, In addition to doing awesome things, I have a page, a portal that's set up that has links to all the things, all the shit that I sell. Um, It is antisocial.net slash. Buy stuff, and on there you can find the online stores for Dominus Records and the band Lord. Um, and you can also find links to my eBay and Discog stores as well. So if you're curious and you want a sticky beak, you can go to andysocial.net/slash buy stuff. Um, especially with my eBay and Discog stores, there's an eclectic array of stuff that uh, Jess and I are selling, getting rid of. So you can go and have a check, go and have a check out. Yeah, that's a yeah why not um go over there and have a look have a s- sticky beak um if you can't access this page for whatever reason shoot me a dm and i'll uh help you get there so you can have a bit of a look a bit of a squiz um some people to thank that have been supporting me via some of these platforms include oh mate i'm gonna have to get this guy on the podcast lance laser good old lance laser from adelaide thank you very much mates for uh supporting me via discogs and we might have to have a chat in the po- podcast sometime just to talk about your name alone um anyway Getting distracted. Um, Adam from Deerfield in uh, Illinois in the U.S. of A. Anthony, um, again from Cobo- Coburg in Victoria. Um, Jeffrey from, I've got no idea how to pronounce this place. Uh, chugyak chugyak, chug-yak um, in Arkansas. AK, is that Arkansas? Anyway, um, in the US of A, uh, David from East Lakes in New South Wales. David, I reckon, has probably bought so much stuff off me that's probably enough for a mortgage uh, deposit on a house. It's just incredible. So thanks, David. Uh, appreciate it. John from Ashgrove in Queensland and Sven from Bernau in Germany as well. Probably butchered that name as well. Anyway, uh, thanks so much, folks. Really appreciate it. And uh, if you want to grab anything from me over at andysocial.net slash buy stuff and you hear me crapping on, Please, uh, crapping on. When you hear me crapping on on this podcast, add a little message in with your order and I will add some extra goodies in as well. Just my way of saying thanks for supporting me and the podcast. But go and check it out, ndsocial.net slash buy stuff. Episode 185 of the podcast is with illustrator, designer, and podcaster, Zach Smith Cameron. Now, I've got a little bit of history with Zach. Many, many years ago, we went to high school together and over the years, Zach has done heaps of different things for me. He's helped me out big time. Uh, he has done the artwork for the Andy Social podcast, um, which no doubt you would all be familiar with by now. He has done the artwork for the Lord release, What Tomorrow Brings, which if you haven't checked that out, you should go over to lord.net.au and click in the releases section. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, he has done, he's a graphic design work for me and it's just been a massive, massive help for me. Um, I am hopeless with this kind of stuff. And especially when I'm trying to articulate a vision that's in my head, I am really not good at that. So Zach is incredibly patient and just super cool and has helped me out big time. Uh, In more recent times, being this year, Zach launched a podcast called the Cruel and Unusual Nourishment Podcast with Adam Flannery. And they talk about Uh, going around the suburbs of Melbourne and checking out all these little haunts uh, that uh, they can eat in. That was a really horrible explanation. Um, We talk about that in this chat. Um, It's a great podcast, really, really funny. Um, They basically uh, find all these weird places, go and eat there and document the entire experience from walking in to eating to leaving. Um, Really, really funny and they've got fantastic banter and they bounce off each other and it's really quite funny um we talk about that we talk about uh his illustration work um all his artistic sort of endeavors we talk about uh getting in front of a microphone um and dealing with that um, we talk about a little bit of high school stuff at the end of this conversation. It was a little bit awkward, very Billy, Billy Madison-esque. Stay tuned for that and heaps, heaps more. Uh, I'm going to stop crapping on. You can go to imzac.com where he's got all of his uh, details there. Um, I'll have links to all of his social media platforms. I'll have links to the podcast as well. Um, over in the show notes over at anysocial.net, or you can click through on your podcast player and all the links will be there as well. But enough crapping on from me. Please enjoy this really, really cool chat with the legend himself, Zach smith
1: Cameron. It's a labour of love what we do. And, you know, I don't... We're very... Like, it's, it's a weird feeling that, you know, your mates, my mates listen to it. Like, and I never recommend it to friends like not that i wouldn't recommend it it's just like i don't want to be the guy who says oh hey me and my buddy are doing a podcast where we like make fun make jokes about food please like here why don't you check it out and send some link <laughs> I'd, I'd rather kind of just go it's like here you guys all know that we're doing this like i'd love it if you listened, but no pressure um and the fact that like a lot of people are actively listening to it or a few obviously but like it's it's, it's a it's a really good feeling um you know, when, like, I've got one or two friends who'll be like, when's the next bloody episode? Like, get your shit together. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah, and and this, like, this little, like, this nice little feeling or, like, you know, a, like, a friend messaged me the other day and he was just like, oh, I really liked your guest this week. She was really, really funny. And I'm like, oh, you know, so nice to hear. And I passed that feedback on and, you know, just those little moments, uh, yeah, make it, make it worth the while.
0: Oh, uh, especially, like... And I'm sure you guys do the same thing. Like you, yeah. you glance at your stats and you see like how many, how many downloads the the episodes. Well, well and...
1: luckily, um, I don't have access to the stats because oh, really? I don't know what I'm like. No, I <laughs> deliberately don't because I don't want it. And I like Adam tells me and it's really good. Like I, want, I do want to know, but I have that personality where I like, You're checking you know, groups. I I get to the bottom of my Instagram feed fairly fairly regularly. You know what I mean. I don't need to be obsessively <laughs> checking anything. Um, so it's good to have that off my plate. Um, and him letting me know what's going on. So <laughs> well,
0: yeah. it's good to have some self awareness.
1: <laughs> yeah, try, try to yeah, like know know where the little the points are and stay away from them. But um, we recently broke um, broke a thousand listens, and that was that was quite quite nice. Oh, that's um, fantastic. You know, up to episode, oh, I should know what episode we're up to. I think we're up to to
0: eight. Well, I think eight. I just started listening to, I don't know if it's, I think it's your last one, the weird pizza one.
1: Uh yeah. Well, yeah. And how's that going for you? Well,
0: right? it, I, I literally I've only just started. So I think sure. you, you're all just sort of talking about the, I guess the name of the place and and it's fairly, I guess, obvious as far as what, what they're trying to sell. Um, yeah, totally. And then I'll, I'll I'll stay tuned for the rest of it. But I guess um maybe because we're talking about it, um, yeah, we might we might touch on the podcast because everyone that's listening is just like, oh yeah, cool story, guys.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, where did the, where did the idea come from for the podcast?
1: Well, it's actually it's super easy because uh, Adam and I. This was probably oh like a bit over a year ago, like eighteen months ago. We were out at the pub and just out with some friends and stuff. And Adam kind of made a joke. We were talking about like bad food or something, and Adam made a joke about. Um, this blog that he had many years ago where he was like making fun of or reviewing bad restaurants that he went to and it was called and he kind of set us up for this he's like and it was called cruel and unusual nourishment and we we're like oh that's very good you know had a bit of a laugh at that because like and he's like yeah the whole thing was reverse engineered from that pun like he thought of the pun and then was like oh, i have to do something with this <laughs> um but then he was like oh and it, it trailed off or whatever and um And, but I always wanted to do something with it. And I was like, well, let's, let's do something. Um, Because I was, and this is a quick divergence, but like I was in the thick of doing a drawing every day for a year, like um, probably in like the March of it or something like that. So i had been drawing like, so what I would have drawn about 60 pictures, 60, 70 pictures by then that year. Um, This was last year. And so I was in this real, like, all it takes to get something done is to start it and you'll, and complete it, you know, like this really motivated mindset. Um, and so I kind of put that into this, um, and we, ob- and we totally worked on it together and, um, it took us a while to get the first episode out, but now that we've started consistently releasing, we stick to the schedule pretty closely. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: it's a, uh, I mean, when you, when you sort of look at the concept, like on a high level, you sort of go, Oh yeah, it's, like, it's nothing sort of, you know, groundbreaking sort of original yeah. in, in concept. But I mean, I've listened to a couple of episodes now and it's, it, it is quite unique in a way because I didn't quite really sort of understand that there's not really much else out there like it. And and you've got the foodie world, you've got people that love to talk about, you know, food and restaurants and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's so much of a deliberate attempt by the both of you to find the most unusual places or the most like sometimes neglected or out of the way places, but it's it's almost like, you know, you're trying to find these places that have something odd about them that may not be at the top of the review list when people are searching for something in their area.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it's, and you know, it's almost like, what do you expect from the podcast? And it's like, that's a very good question because at times we don't know either, Um, (laughs) you know, and and like that's, I think, part of the journey. Um, For example, at the latest episode, I think is, the one where we've actually gone most in-depth about actually reviewing the food and really kind of gotten down to how we felt about each flavour of the pizzas that we're eating and kind of gotten gotten in-depth about that, whereas other ones, you know, we'll shoot off in a weird direction where we just talk about the experience of having gone to this strange place. Um, and, and, you know, originally we started doing this and realised that it could come across as quite like, mean. And I think that's not really what we ever wanted to set out to do. Like, you know, if we say something that's, you know, like, oh, the food here is a bit shit, like that could happen, but like, that's not the intention of why we do it. Um, we're like looking to find, yeah. Like we're looking to find somewhere unique or weird, or there's got a bit of a twist or that's got a bit of like an urban, urban legends about how strange it is, you know, within Melbourne. Um, yeah, just we, yeah, you know, we put a bit of research into it. Like sometimes, a good one will fall into our laps. Um, you know, like uh, Lazy Mose is one that people always talked about when we tell them about the podcast. They're like, oh, there's this terrible restaurant out near the airport that um, I always drive past and used to eat out as a kid and it's shit, you should check it out. And we actually went there and had a reasonably good time. Um, so, you know, and we talk about what we did there. Um, well, so you never know what you're going to
0: get. Well, that was one of the episodes that I listened to. And, oh, great. And, and, and I loved it because it was, I mean... <laughs> I guess it's one thing that you sort of brush over and like people brush over and they don't really sort of think about it. Cause it's sort of like, it's, I mean, you went into detail with sort of every step of the way. And so yeah. you're talking about not only like, you know, what the food is and the menu and yeah. things like that, but you're talking about like the atmosphere, are there people in there? What's What's yeah. the vibe like? And then some, then the odd, the oddities, like, you know, the, the weird sort of uh, <laughs> banter on the, on the menus and, and, um, and just the, the staff and, and the, the, the embarrassing joke on the way out and, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and just like, I'm sitting, as I'm sitting there listening to it, I've, I've got that mental image in my head and I'm imagining what it is, what the reality is. And it's just, um, it's just, it's really good. Cause I think one thing that people sort of say when they talk about, you know, things like mindfulness and all that kind of stuff, like being, yeah. in, like being in the moment and they talk about eating food. And they say yeah. you know you should be in the moment eating your food and sort of yeah, right. imagining what you're tasting and and sort of instead of just shoving <laughs> shoving it in your mouth and getting on with the day.
1: Yeah, right.
0: This is sort of like it reminds me of sort of an equivalent of like going through that process of going out to eat, but it's not just the fact that you've got your food on in front of you and you eat it; it's the whole experience. It's walking in there, it's looking around, seeing what's weird, what's interesting, what's great, what's not, and um, and from start to finish, and it's really cool, really cool.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, that's that, thanks because that. I think, I think for me that's – and I think actually Adam would say the same thing, that that's actually kind of what we set out to do is like you, you could really go into a restaurant or whatever you're reviewing and be very analytical and very methodical about it. And while we do have a structure, I think that giving people a sense of story and narrative is a really great way to draw people into a journey and make them feel like they're experiencing an aspect of it or at least understanding your experience. Um, and I really enjoy doing that. And I think, yeah, to know that that's coming across is actually really great.
0: Have you ever, have you thought just I, given, given that you're an illustrator yeah. that you've thought about depicting some of these episodes in like visually being able to draw something is just like a one, like a one snapshot of, of the evening
1: well it's I don't, well it 's kind of funny you should say that because we have a we have an Instagram account and um, whenever we post a new episode i'll always draw a little picture to kind of show just a little bit of something from the episode um, like uh, just yeah like kind of like a little slap snapshot but it's almost like a little cartoon commentary almost almost like a kind of um, uh, like a newspaper editorial image if you know what I mean yeah cool
0: oh, also, yeah yeah I have to go and check out check that out then because um I think uh, you yeah, know obviously not it's and that's the wonder of audio I think audio is actually really yeah. good because it forces people to have to use their imagination a little bit and you're being guided through through words but you're sort of yeah. painting the picture yourself and you know to see to see another visual come off the back of that would be would be quite cool so I have to have to have a squeeze at the Instagram and, and see what uh, see what you put out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Have a gaze. I actually, it's funny you say that. I think that's, yeah, that's a really good thing about audio is that, um, and it's, and it's similar to books is, you know, it gives the reader or the the audience an opportunity to really fill in those gaps with their own imagination. And, um, I think that can potentially really elevate whatever that experience is, you know, like, for example, um, you know, if we if we both read the same like Game of Thrones book, what we envision like maybe like one of the big cities to look at this really well described, we could envision that both very differently. But both in our minds, it would be this really epic thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think um, and it, you know whatever we're visualizing in our heads is based off what we've seen ourselves in over the years in, in our environments. So it's what we've been exposed to, and we've all been exposed to different things along the way
1: yeah it's yeah it's true it's, and you know it's that thing where like uh you, they may they'll make a movie or a show out of these things and then you get all the hardcore fans so outraged because it's not what they would have envisioned but um it, it's somewhat well and ideally it's someone's good vision but it'll always be someone's vision of that and that's all you can really hope for because visuals immediately center these these things yeah for sure yeah
0: um do you, do you both have a a list of places that are sort of on your radar as far as what you're going to sort of look for moving forward with the, with the podcast or is it sort of just something that they sort of come in dribs and drabs and you sort of just almost do a sort of like a week by week sort of approach with it
1: Well yeah it's it's it is lucky in that way because we're only doing fortnightly at the moment um and, and, and that's good in the sense that it's just an opportunity for Adam and I and whoever our guest is to get together, have a, have a couple of beers, go to dinner or lunch or whatever it may be, and then, you know, just do it quite socially. And I think maybe that's the difference between what you do, which to me, and you can tell me what, what you think about this, appears a bit more insular, um, whereas I have the opportunity to just kind of bounce off someone and it's a bit like uh, a bit more casual, I suppose, in that sense. Um, but we will have a few ideas in the back of our minds. It's actually been a couple of months since we've gone, oh shit, you know, have you got any idea of where we can go this weekend? Cause I've got no idea. Um, because yeah, like we've got a couple of things lined up. Um, and the more that we do it, the more that people will actually say, oh man, you know, if you're doing that, I know this terrible place or this great place or this weird place you should check out. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, I think that's, I mean, that is a massive help when, yeah, especially something that's quite, uh, what's the word? Um, like, you know, going out to eat is something that everybody does it's accessible. Yeah. yeah, And so it's not hard for people to come up with ideas and it's not even a case that you have to encourage people because people start to get passion and they go, Oh, oh, oh I know a really good place. And then they're going to yeah. reach out. And then that just saves you a hell of a lot of headache, <laughs> trying to scratch your heads and go and heads and try and work out where to go
1: yeah absolutely um we're actually thinking well we're not thinking we're we're kicking this off this weekend and i' hopefully now that we actually follow through because i 'm telling you about it but um <laughs> we're we're gonna start doing weekly releases but we're gonna do them potentially in a shorter capacity, like these little snack episodes so that we can actually have weekly content releasing, but they'll be probably a bit shorter, maybe like these little fifteen twenty minute bite size things where we'll review like smaller, more specific things. For example, one of the ones we want to do, because I'm a big fan of barbecue shapes <laughs> that, you know, it's like they're my number one flavor and Hungry Jack's have recently released um, these shaker Hungry Jack's barbecue things that you put on your chips. And so we're going to review that. And that's like not a whole episode, but it's this weird thing that we can be like, you know, what the hell are these idiots reviewing? I, I kind of want to check it out. So
0: I think, I mean, especially if you, I mean, I'm sure you guys have, have I mean, you obviously thought about it, but, um, you know, if you're especially jumping onto something that's really new and people yes. are starting to talk about it, then it, the timing can be really good as well, because you'll get people that become quite passionate on both sides of the fence. Like people will just automatically hate something because it's different. And, <laughs> and then you'll get people that are just totally psyched on the novelty of something as well. And so when you've got people out there that are doing some commentary on it, it will attract both sides of the fence and that can it can be really, really good as far as getting feedback and people tuning in. So to, and also, I mean, it's smart, a smart thing to do to find like sort of a, you know, a, a shortened version of what you're already doing. And so you're not over committing with just trying to maintain what you're doing, but just make it more regular. You're sort of easing yourself yeah. into it all and into that process.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just a way for our, for us to dip our toes in, and I think that's a good thing about all this. Is like, you know, um, we, we're both we both have jobs that don't really like we're not relying on what we're doing with this podcast stuff for income, which is a relief because we don't make any money off it. But also, like, it just means that um we can play, we can be flexible, and if things work, great. If things don't work, we can get rid of them, and it's just this way that we can experiment and muck around. And I think it's, it's like you said before, like it's just so character building, like, and um, it just gives you this great way to help articulate you know just how you communicate and build those skills so did it's you been good for that
0: Did you struggle when you first did the first few <laughs> recordings just to oh. pick the microphone and just all that sort of stuff because I it was yeah it was very <laughs> difficult for me
1: um, we we've lost three episodes I think to just not having our shit together properly like just <laughs> bad recording and stuff So RIP to those episodes like we had to record the first one twice the second one twice. Oh no, we've lost four. So yeah, we've lost four episodes to it. Just either bad mixing or like, no, like just didn't press record on one of them. So that was a good one. (laughs) Um, so you, you learn, you know, uh, Figuring things out as we go.
0: (laughs) Oh man, I've I've I think I've almost ticked everything off the list. And even like as I'm talking to you now, I'm I'm looking down at my little recorder, (laughs) and the battery the battery level went from full to one left. So if if you suddenly cut out, um, don't hang up. I'll just change the batteries and just reconnect it, and it'll be fine. But (laughs) okay, okay, great. (laughs) Quite quite timely given given the conversation that we're having. But um,
1: yeah, perfect. Yeah, I've
0: I've done. I've I've been half hour into a conversation and then looked down and realised the red uh, button's not lit up, and sort of I've been creative in some cases and just sort of pressed it and then just kept talking and then yeah and then yeah. just said <laughs> later on and just go oh something happened with the start of that but I've captured enough of it okay cool and then other people I've said. Oh, 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 stop! Um, yeah. Well, yeah, we might have to do this again, and then it's this really sort of awkward. We're going to try and yeah. recreate the the spontaneity yeah. of the conversation, and it's like, oh man, I'm just cringing all the way through it.
1: Yeah, I can. Uh, I think it'd be different for you, where like it'd be hard to ask a guest to give us to come on to either repeat or just say, hey, I didn't actually capture that. Whereas, like, if you and you and two mates, it's a little it's a little easier for us at this stage, you know, like um, to to rehash it. Cause we did that. So the lazy Mo's episode is, act, and you know, um, we're looking behind the veil of it now, but that's, a whole second recording of a first one that just didn't work. Um, it, it turned out like one of our mobile phones was like emitting a pulse or something like that oh, that, yeah. that shot through the whole take. Have you ever had that one? Or? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I've had the interference come through. So, uh, oh, so bad. TY who edits, um, edits my podcasts, he every once in a while, he'd be like, what the hell is that? And, I'm like, yes. and I'll listen and I'll go, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> and, and I've had others where like just like a – a dodgy cable, like just you know, it's yeah. just, it's 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 past its last legs, and I've just tried one more time, and it's just been shit. So there's been this like yeah. weird interference along the way, and I've had like weird net connections with Skype and things like that as well. And Yeah, to, totally. And and then, and as you said, like the ones where you sort of you've had somebody commit, and you haven't met, you don't know them, you don't have that prior rapport, and yeah, and you're in the midst of it, and you realise that. Oh, this is not going as well as I was hoping, and yeah. and you can't really stop oh, no. it, or you can't ask to reschedule yeah. it, and you just go, you know what? I'm just going to run with it, and then I'm yeah. going to sit down and uh, conduct surgery on it and see what I can do to somehow salvage something of it.
1: But, yeah, that um, sounds very stressful. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> and I've and I've had some that have just just haven't haven't seen a lot of day, and I've and I've had yeah. to just go back to people and and and. Little white lies. I've just said, look, you know, we've had a technical difficulty or yeah, something like that. Yeah. And and some of them, it's not even a technical issue. It's it's just a really shit conversation. <laughs> it's just yeah, a, totally. Some some absolute train wrecks along the way because you just don't you just don't know, you know, what they're going to be yeah. like and how they're feeling. And sometimes people are really chatty and it's fantastic. And other other times people give you like a one worded answer and you sort of go oh, it's going to be one of those cool. ones. Okay, yeah. let's see That'll what I can off. do here, you know. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think um, just all those sort of mistakes along the way and, you know, whether it be technical things or just being clumsy and making a mistake and forgetting to press buttons or saying stupid things along the way or whatever it is, like it just yeah. it's it's almost like a rite of passage for, for anybody doing podcasts because it's just, it's just going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, I'd, I'd say it's all in good fun, but no, it is bloody stressful when things go awry. But um, I think, yeah, like I, back to when we were first we first started doing it and every time we'd release an episode, there'd be this list, like I'd be jumping it to message it to Adam after having listened to it for the first time going, man, I'm quite quit. I don't want to, I hate my voice. I can't do this anymore. I sound like an idiot. I can't believe I said this and that, cut this out. And he'd always reply with like a, it's fine. And I'd be like, Oh, all right, fine. Don't worry. <laughs> but like, just talk me off this ledge with like two words. Cause I'd always like have this freak out, uh, like when we first kicked on with it, but, um, you know, that was episodes ago and now I actually kind of look forward to getting to hear the first cut of it. Cause you know, it's always exciting to hear. Uh, maybe that's a bit narcissistic, but I do enjoy hearing the jokes and hearing the experience again and just how it all went and what we got up to. So
0: it's I mean it's a really that, that was a thing I struggled with to begin with like the first yeah. the first episode that I did was just a little sort of me trying to explain what the hell I'm trying to do and sure it was it's an absolutely disgusting uh, example of, <laughs> of of an attempt of a podcast and but I was so ultra par- paranoid of like first of all going through that traumatic process of editing myself and listening to my own voice oh, but, yeah. I, but I became super sensitive to every little. Uh, little thing that I said, and every little tick that I had, and so I yeah. tried to remove every um, every like pause, yeah. and so it sounded so artificial and just rush. Yeah, right. And and I and I and I've thought about taking it down so many times, but then I thought, you know what, like just keep it up there because people can listen yeah. to it and have a laugh, and then for me, mm. it's good to see sort of where I've started, where I am now, and and then hopefully, is continue to get slightly better as 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 you know time moves on. But it's a really it's a really difficult thing to begin with to sort of overcome, and the good thing that I've sort of learnt, and mm. and I, I think you you might sort of be in a similar boat when you're listening back. Um, once once you do get past the sound of your own voice and you start to just sort of get used to it, um, <laughs> yeah. it's actually quite it's quite um, it's quite reassuring to sort of listen back and hear yourself having conversations with other people and the banter and the back and forth because yeah. Yeah, a lot of the time you sort of go to the worst case scenario after you finish talking to somebody and think, "Oh man, that was rough. Yeah, like, that was what rubbish. did I say?" Oh, and you I, know, I, yeah, I was such a dork or whatever it is. And then yeah. you listen back and you go, uh, "It's actually not that bad. Like, it, I, I sound okay, or that, or parts of that were actually quite good, or it like it felt uncomfortable, but when I listen to it, I can't sense that at all." And so then you realize <laughs> that you sort of you're you you're inflating everything and you're over-exaggerating everything. And you realise that yeah, it's no, nowhere near as bad as what you what you think.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, like I'll think about maybe there was this one moment in one episode where I said something and I go, oh, God, people might take it this way or that way. Or, you know, I was nervous so I had like a higher pitch voice or something, but then you listen to it and you just sound like you always sound. And, you know, once you get used to that, yeah, I think it's all fine. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I just... I keep telling myself that the way that I talk on a podcast is exactly the way, the way I talk in person. And so if I'm really going to be ultra sensitive about the sound of my voice, then I probably should just shut up in general and not talk to anybody. (laughs) So whether it's recorded or not is sort of beside the point. It just doesn't even make any, any difference whatsoever.
1: Well, I, I think it, I think in all of our minds, you know, we all sound like we have this really cool deep voice, but in actuality we're all a little bit of a pitch higher and, Like, I, I I don't know how I sound like I, you know, you can't really be truly objective about yourself. But um, I feel like I have this quite (laughs) irritating voice. And I've gone, you know, and like, you know, after all, I'm like, you know what, fine, if this is what I sound like, I've got enough friends that I know I'm not a social pariah. So people can put up with it. You know, just lean in and let the good times roll. (laughs)
0: So. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And look, in the end, if people continue to listen, then yeah, you know, you're doing something. He's on okay. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Okay. No, true. True. Good point. Sorry. Yeah. Good point. But um, yeah. I mean, look. I think you know what what appeals to you versus somebody else's is, is is you know it's, yeah. it's it's all subjective. And in the end, you're going to have you know it's it comes back to you know, your environment and your experiences. You know, you mm. you could you could know somebody. Uh, from your childhood that just the sound of their vo- voice was so distinctive and then whenever you hear a voice that's even slightly the same and you might not even understand like there's a connection there but subconsciously yeah. there's something that just irritates you about that voice. <laughs> and and so for for a lot of people the sound of somebody's voice might be completely fine but then for one or two people they'll be like, that person, no way. Like that person's got the worst voice in the world, etc. Yeah. etc. And they won't be able to pick why and they won't be able to explain why. But you know, it's just it's just it's subjective. So yeah. I think as totally. long as somebody's listening, then then you know, it's okay. It's you're, yeah. doing, you're doing all right. <laughs> Try to. <laughs> um just shifting a little bit. Um sure. Into I guess all of your work as an illustrator over the years, and you've done a lot of work. And I've um, I've been following your account on Instagram, and obviously oh, online thanks, and for a while. Um, yeah, you know you're you're kind of talented. You you've done oh, done a few things thanks. over the years, you
1: know. <laughs> Getting <laughs> um, there, yeah, chip it away.
0: <laughs> um, I'll, I mean, there's a bunch of questions, and and you know we've talked about this yeah. already, as, as far as me asking dumb questions, but no, um, no go ahead. One thing that I think might be worth talking about to begin with, because I do after all these years actually have people that like the band that are now finally are listening to the podcast. Yeah, um, great. <laughs> so if people haven't connected the dots, you designed the artwork for one of our releases a few years ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah, tomorrow,
1: absolutely. What Tomorrow
0: Brings. Yeah. Um, from your perspective, I guess, yeah. sort of what was the approach that you took with it and, I guess, sort of some of the things that you had to do to sort of get or how long it took you to get the artwork together and sort of how many draft versions and sort of, I mean, what can you recall from from putting that together?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I am potentially a, a little bit different to some artists in the fact that I've got a graphic design background. I've been in graphic design or had been in graphic design full-time for the past what like 10 plus years um and that really heavily informs the way that I approach illustration um and I think there's a lot of you know the amount of illustrators that approach things that way now is actually quite large in the sense that it's about finding out what the client wants and looking at things quite pragmatically um you know, I would never say, I, I tend not to say that I'm an artist and that even sounds weird saying that. I'm definitely like an illustrator. Um, and so I approach things from a, you know, the, the, like, you know, you yourself had this idea of what you wanted and, um, you know, the kind of vibe of what you wanted was kind of based probably in your music and that. And you also kind of told me about the lyrics of the song and I listened to the song um, like quite a bit to try to get into the mood and evoke that visually. Um, and then I, yeah, I guess just knuckled down and tried to like, I wouldn't say I tried to put my own flavor or style into it, but that's always going to happen because that's I think just an inherent part of the creative process. Um, but yeah, just, you know, kind of went through, did a couple of sketches. I'll be completely honest. I, uh, probably I'm a lot more agile now. I'll do like a lot more sketches and concept stuff before jumping into a final product. Um, but I like I can't remember it's been a while. like I think I probably would have showed you some sketches and you would have given me some feedback based on that.
0: yeah i've I'll have to go back through um back through some old files and and have a look. Mm. I'm pretty sure I've got some uh, some sort of uh, interim sort of uh, you know designs and and where you're sort of yeah. leading, leading it toward and and sort of going back and forth. but I mean, look, I mean my memory is pretty pretty shit these days oh so, me too dude <laughs> yeah but I mean from my I mean you know as you as you look back things tend to sort of you know uh, uh sort of condense down and and seem yep. sort of either smaller or larger than what they were but um yeah from my perspective it seemed to I, I don't think it took that long for you to put it together I mean I think it was I don't I can't remember too many headaches around it I think it, it sort of it seemed to sort of I think once you sort of had the first sort of concept together, I think, Mm. I think, you know, from, I can't, I can't imagine we were too difficult with you, but I mean, who knows?
1: (laughs) No, no, not at all. (laughs) Look, it's been a while since I've had a real, like a, what I would call like a nightmare client or a nightmare person to work with. And yeah, you were, you were never, you guys were never in that boat at all. Um, It was, yeah, it was a fun project to work on. I've, i I was at, while we're talking I'm trying to have a bit of a look through my our chat history but I think we had corresponded via email so yeah. um but uh yeah I think yeah I think it was not didn't take too long um but like I think at that time I was working completely freelance so even if it only took a couple of days or a day or two I can't remember it would have been those days working on it so that's still anywhere between you know what like we could say 8 to 16 to 24 hours I can't remember but um you know a few days is still quite a lot of time when you think about it
0: oh well it it is for you that's for sure I think I think (laughs) on on the other side of the fence I mean like I think from I mean probably a bunch of musos that that listen uh to this will probably be able to agree that when you're sort of putting together you know artwork for a release it you are at the mercy of the artist because obviously you've got to be yeah. able. To, there's a challenge, yep. and and you'll be able to sort of talk on this quite a bit. Is where sure. there's a there's a distinct gap between the person who has the vision in their head versus yep. the artist slash illustrator or designer who is going to actually turn that vision into the the actual visual, and and that can be quite painful when you've got a concept but you cannot actually describe it properly or we can't get it out properly. Um, And so it can drag out for quite a long time until people are relatively happy with something or they can start to move forward in, in you know, in a constructive direction.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, look, I think I've, and this, yeah, take this for what you will, but I think I've actually developed a bit of a nose for smelling the kind of person to work with or the client that's going to be essentially kind of unworkable where they're never going to be happy with what they get and maybe they're like oh I just want to get a sketch from you and then we'll talk about payment later and you know we'll talk about working for exposure and all that kind of thing which I am <laughs> you know, it's been a long time since I've had to do that so you know that's good but um you know like I actually I, I, I pride myself in my ability to work well with people and never to you know um get cranky if someone's struggling to articulate I think that's part of the challenge and part of the fun is to like, if you've got this idea in your head and, you know, you can express part of it, it's my responsibility then to kind of go, okay, like Andy said this one part, but obviously I know that there's this other aspect that I need to ask him about. Um, And then if I, and to ask maybe leading questions or something to kind of draw that information out. And if someone says, I don't know, that's just as good as an answer as having the right, having the, the exact thing they want, because then you can say to them, well, great, if you don't know, here's an option or here's something we could try. What do you think of that? And they'll go either way. Um, I think, yeah, like when you create an illustration or or some sort of design for somebody, they're not just paying for your hands-on tools. They're also paying ideally for your expertise. If they know your work, they have some level of faith in you and as a result want to work collaboratively with you. Uh,
0: I think... You know, being able to sort of take the charge, take the lead, and as you said, you got to really be sort of intentional about the types of questions that you ask. But yeah, you don't, if you, especially as you said, like if you have got the the person on the other side saying, "I don't know." Yeah. For you, you've got to obviously not be this. You can't be a mirrored sort of response. For, say, well, if you don't know, I don't know, and then you both <laughs> yeah it's stalemate where you're both sitting there going, "Well, we're not really getting anywhere." So it's like, yeah, okay, well, I'll take that on board, um, mm. and I'm going to give you. If you don't know, I'm going to give you options and I'm going to make you yeah. decide based off what I'm giving you. And if you're not happy, then I'm hoping that I'll be able to direct you in a way that you'll be able to actually articulate what you actually do want because you're able to tell me what you don't want. So it's, um, but a lot of, it's, it's a real struggle. I mean, that's just a, that's a communication thing in general, like in everyday life that people struggle with when, yeah, you know, just trying to lead a conversational or, or ask, ask appropriate questions to try and get to an outcome
1: yeah I, th- I think so, and I think um you know part of being someone who you know who's doing doing work for people essentially is that you should be able to communicate and i mean um you know there's I think that every person has kind of their strong suits and their you know the, the chinks in the armor and um you know i may you know i'm maybe i 'm not the best designer in the world like there's definitely things that i 'm a lot weaker at than others, but um I do pride myself in my ability to be able to kind of communicate and know kind of the right ways to work with people in order to you know make sure that everybody gets the best result and you know sometimes that absolutely is kind of going all right well look please take me as the expert and i know these things and other times it's going all right well you have a really strong idea of what you want um i'm happy to just kind of work that and then we can talk about how we feel about the outcome
0: yeah i mean you must have must have had heaps of sort of instances over the years where you've just <laughs> you've you've hit a, you've hit the the so to speak brick wall where it's just it cannot progress any further this is just painful
1: well like that i think that kind of more more happens for me in like when you're working in your nine to five or something because you know i've had a couple of jobs jobs in design over the years and um you'll you'll always get those people who you know, you try to put your ideas in and you try to work on something, but they're like, no, I don't like any of that. Do it this way. This is my way. And I like my way. And if that's your boss, you know, eventually you kind of have to just show your belly and go, all right, well, if this is what you want, I'm a little bit less inspired now, or this is not something I'm any longer invested in, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm still going to get paid, which I think now is a like, I is definitely a cop out. Like I don't, I, I'm very lucky in the sense that I don't have to work that way anymore, but you know, it, also, it depends on the job and the environment, the people you work with and the culture. And yeah, like I, I remember I had this um, boss years ago. This was like my first design job. And what he had me doing was like, he was having like a, like a week of training classes with all the people that worked under him at this, um, at this agency um, that I'm obviously not going to name, but um, he, he, he was like, all right, Zach, I want you to um, kind of make a little table And kind of put all the classes in the different days. And here's like kind of what I want. And he'd drawn it up on paper. Um, And I'm like, all right, well, here with like this scribbled A3 sheet in pen and pencil and then post-it notes where he like scribbled over things and then put the post-it notes over and then ripped them in half. And I was like, all right, I'll take take away this kind of weird hieroglyph and see if I can translate into something you want. And and I did it. And he's like, all right, no, that's, you got it all, you got it all wrong. And I'm like, all right, well, that's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, no, like, fix it up and did that a couple of times. Like, good, you, good. It's finally right. Great. And then he, he'd come back later. He's like, Oh, I've changed my mind about all the different sessions and what times they are oh. change it to this. And it would be my sheet that was then cut up and pasted onto another A3 sheet. <laughs> like, and he gave that back to me and I'm like, all right, like fine. And I did that two more times. And like, by that time, I'm emotionally just like completely crushed. Um, and I also went back that last time and said, look, here it is. But what I've also done is made an Excel spreadsheet where you can literally cut and paste this yourself on your computer so it'll save you time. And I just remember he said, no, I want you to do it. And I was just like that moment where you kind of just stare out a window and you go, why am I here? What's, what is this career I've chosen? <laughs> Who am I? What year is it? You know, like...
0: But, but I guess in hindsight now, like you know, years later, that you're probably thankful that you went through that kind of head trauma, because it's sort of, <laughs> I guess, you've, you know, you you've had an exposure to certain situations that you know you've been able to more le- well, hopefully learn from. But you you can appreciate what you yeah have done since then versus what you've experienced in the past. I think
1: it's like a, it's, it's two things in that. That is absolutely yeah. Like I do think about where I am now and I have worked with this amazing team, getting to do really fun work, um, you know, uh, at a company I really like, uh, you know, and um, obviously back then not so much the same, um, really struggled with that. But I think also as a younger person, I was, you know, would get frustrated too quickly or I would think that maybe, you know, obviously from the way that I talk, I sound like I feel like I'm better than that work and I think that that obviously is a factor. So it's not, I think that, you know, even though you can be younger in frustrated and you do learn, it's also you have, I think it's important to know that we all grow. Like I definitely would have been a hard person to work with at times. And, you know, when I was younger, like I took feedback a lot more to heart and was probably hard work to work with in that capacity. But now I've like, I've really learned to distance myself from the work and the criticism. Um, And, you know, that doesn't always work, but um, you do, I think you grow as a person. So while there are the horror stories, I think that there's also that sense of growth, that that I needed to overcome as well.
0: You mentioned earlier and I completely forgot about this cuz um when yeah, right. you would recall a while ago I hit you up and said oh we should do a podcast and you're like yeah yeah maybe one day. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously since then you know uh, you, you started your own now and um, yeah and here we are having a chat but um I did make a ment uh a note a while back and I forgot all about it but you mentioned earlier about um oh, right. doing your year of sketches or doing your year of, <gasps> of illustrations
1: yeah um, right
0: do you think that doing something like that or taking on a challenge like that yeah. has sort of been another sort of example in a different way but another example of you having growth and sort of you know things such as discipline or even just your basic skill set to be able to be better as an illustrator
1: i think um it like to to be brief, it's one of the. It might actually be the best thing I've ever done for myself and my career. Um, it was uh, it was a stress, stressful at times, um, and you know, not all the work was my best work. Definitely not. Um, but it was about uh, like a habit and a commitment and follow through. I think those things for me, it really helped change me and also like allowed me to learn more about myself as I continued to constantly just output work and then see it and and grow. Pardon me. Sorry. Um, yeah, like it was an invaluable experience. I think previous to that that year, which being twenty eighteen, um, you know, my work, like I, I was proud of a lot of the work that I was doing, but just the level of like kind of speed at which I can work now, and being less precious, and looking at work objectively, and just so many other factors. It's it, it's been, it was such a good experience for so many reasons. Um, like. At the end of the day, I really don't think anything can substitute for hard work.
0: I think um, that's one thing that I've suddenly, like in in more recent times, had that sort yeah. of light bulb moment where it's like, oh, is that is that all that it's that's needed? Like, yeah. is, is is it just me showing up? Because I mean, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, totally. And it's very simple in concept, but extremely yeah. difficult to actually execute. But it's not. As you know, a lot of people say, it's not rocket science yeah. in a sense. Yeah. You, know, you just have to keep showing up and it's that discipline yeah. which is extremely hard for the majority of people out there. But if you can just maintain that commitment, then um, that's, that's three quarters of the battle already achieved.
1: Uh, I, look, I couldn't agree more. I, um, I think that like, sometimes it seems like in life there are these mysteries to things like, oh, how did that person do that? Or how do you kind of become this or do these things? Yeah, just just start like, and I actually, I I don't know if I would tell people to start things. What I would say is don't start things, finish things. Mm. The, the, you know, the more things that you can finish, even if they're not perfect, you know, the more you can kind of learn from what you've made and kind of look back at it and do more. Um, yeah, I really believe in, you know, just kind of show, yeah showing up.
0: Yeah. The follow through is a big thing. I mean, I've, yeah. I've certainly, um, I've seen that as far as, you know, I you, you give me a piece of paper and, and tell me to come up with a bunch of ideas on a on a subject and, yeah. and I'll I'll come up with all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff. But yeah the ideas are only sort of a small percentage of exactly what needs to be done in order to sort of achieve anything you've got to you've gotta follow through and, and, and you know, be disciplined and be consistent and all that. And for me, like I'm I'm going through something at the moment where okay. I've got a I've got a project that I'm that I've been working on for quite some time and mm. um, it's been really good and I've been enjoying it, but I'm starting to get, and, I, and it's like anything, you get you get your yeah. ups and downs, your bursts of yeah, motivation, totally. but I'm really starting to feel that this is going in a direction where I'm starting to really lose the spark and then I'm yeah. going to have to make a pivot or make a decision. But for me now, I'm looking at it going, I need to be able to find that finish line, Yeah. not just say, throw it up in the air and just move on to something else and neglect it. I need to be able to round it off, close it off, finish it off. And that's the end of a chapter. And then I can at least pat myself on the back and say, look, it's not a long-term thing, but you've achieved it. You finished it. You can pack it away and then you can move on to the next thing. And yes, I'm just talking about a jigsaw puzzle, but (laughs) (laughs) that's my attempt at comedy. No, like seriously, like, (laughs) and, and I've, and I've, this has been a challenge for me in the past, you know, I've, um, I've started lots of really amazing ideas and got started yes, planned yes, yes. I've drawn things out you know, put a plan together and then uh, when you hit that first little you know that little roadblock where you realize it's all the all the sparkly excitement starts to wear yes. off slightly and you go yes oh this isn't as fun as I thought and then right, just, there's lots of work to do here yeah yeah, yeah. oh what's that work thing yeah so yeah. it's um it's really difficult and I guess off the back of that I mean one thing I was yeah. gonna ask you is what at what day so yeah. what number day did you <laughs> hit that first war week like because obviously the day one you're like yeah pumped ready to go yes. let's get started yes. but what day was the first day where you sort of went oh <laughs> man okay this is a struggle.
1: All right, so the, the good thing is I can quickly hop on my Instagram and I feel like if I'm going to look at the pictures, I'm going to you see the tell. picture where I go, <laughs> yeah. When <laughs> like, you dialed in. <laughs> you will, f- like, you know, look, that happened. There, there's a lot of nights of that because, you know, like I'd be doing it on like a Friday night, half-pissed coming back from the pub, not even half-pissed, all the way pissed, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and you got nothing in the tank. It's five to midnight. I'm like, Jesus, you need to get something done so you can fall asleep on your face. And, um Yeah, so not everything, definitely not all gems down here. But, um, oh, bugger. I was really hoping my Instagram's not working. I wanted to see if I could find it, but I reckon it would have been like, no, maybe the first month of doing it was actually kind of quite stressful. And I would be putting, you know, maybe two, two to four hours aside every night to kind of sit down and after work or whatever and just focus and go, look, you know, you need to kind of think of this idea and what could it be? And, all your lines need to be perfect and you need to be drawing it on paper and then scanning that in and then tracing through it in Photoshop and all this kind of stuff. And then it gets to like, you know, Monday, you got home at six o'clock at night and it's 10 o'clock and all you've done is draw in front of your, you know, your desk. And it's like, well, I've got some other stuff to do that you start to go, well, hang on, there's other ways to do this and, you know, become a bit quicker. But then that also results in being a bit rattier and yeah, like, some of them. I remember I was actually house sitting for a friend, kind of midway through the year, didn't have access to the computer, and we'd all gone out for post-work drinks on a Friday. Um, I think we were out till maybe like eleven thirty. I'd Ubered over to the house. I was staying out with a couple of mates, and we were all just have, had a couple of casual drinks there. It was about 12.30 and I was off my chops and I'm like, you haven't drawn anything yet. And so I drew this like, just this little slice of watermelon with a face on it and <laughs> and I was like, all right, this is yeah, great, all right. And then just like woke up in the morning to see that I'd posted it, which was good because um, I don't remember doing it. And then like a couple of mates, like a mate messaged me the next day, like, yeah, you really phoned that one, didn't you, dude? I'm like, oh, God. I, like that was, <laughs> that was the day I realized, like people are watching it, but people could start could tell when I'm like, you know, shit in the bed a bit on a couple of them. So, you know, like post it every day, some better than others for sure.
0: <laughs> Are you surprised by any of them throughout the year? Like where, um, I'll, I'll try and word it the right way, but like where you probably felt like you've done a minimal effort, but they've actually come out really, really good. Or you've been quite surprised with what you've been able
1: to achieve just with probably
0: less amount of prep work or less amount of time being invested?
1: Yeah, well, look, you know, I think there's plenty of uh, examples of that. Like, I um, the the kind of illustration I did for your album cover is 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 the kind of thing I quite enjoy. Like, quite, you know, quite sort of, pardon me, sorry, sort of more realistic, kind of highly rendered, um, high contrast colours. Like, you know, and I try to put a lot of work into the colour, um, yeah, and like that kind of thing, which does take a lot of time. Um and you know, if you're doing something every day, that doesn't usually work. So, you know, I'll do some pretty fast and fabulous kind of drawings. But then and and now, you know, people will give them a couple of likes, get a couple of comments, and that's really fun. But then I remember like towards the end of the year I kind of got really obsessed with like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I've been like doing a lot of tabletop gaming, I'm pretty into it. But like I thought it'd be really fun if I like did these like really cool like video game concept art level rendered drawings about of me and my friends' characters. And so, so, you know, one of them was like this kind of orc ranger that I spent like three, two, three days like drawing and redrawing and rendering and putting all this effort into it. And I think like a couple of days before that, I drew a picture of a little cat on the toilet doing a poo. And he'd like, he, and he'd been caught and he looks a little bit shocked and it's just this stupid little picture. And that's got, I think, double the likes of the picture I drew for about 16 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I drew that in probably half an hour. So it's oh. just weird. Like, it's about, I don't know, like what you do, people will give it different responses. And yeah. at the end of the day, like a bit of a funny joke is something that'll capture someone's imagination, maybe more than sitting there drawing the most amazing portrait. You never know. It's, I mean,
0: that's it. You, you just don't know what's going to hit the mark. It's sort of like, it's, I mean, it's a really stupid comparison, but it's sort of almost like posting images on social media and hitting the sweet spot of, of the time of day when people are on and, you know, you could post this really meaningful or amazing, you know, a lot of effort put into this particular post and no, nobody responds because you've missed the sweet spot, but then you could post a picture of a, I don't know, just something really sort of mundane or stupid or something like that. And just hit the right time, right place and hits the right nerve with the, with the audience. And suddenly it's, it's off. And, um, it's doing, it's doing great. So sometimes you just can't pick it until it's out there in, in the public domain. But um, yeah. one thing that I don't think it was part of, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it was part of your, your year sketches, but mm. I cracked up laughing at um, the, um, I don't think you put it up too long ago, but the cockatoo eating the slice of pizza. Yeah, and somebody, and somebody tattooed that on their leg.
1: So bloody wild! Yeah, that's um a mate from Brizzy from a couple of years backy. We I've known him, and yeah, he hit me up online, like you know, not too soon, not too recently before that, and said, yeah, like I've got this idea, and if you click to the next picture in that little post, yeah. you see that there, the cockatoo on the roof of the pizza, like a photo of it. And he's like, I want you to draw this for my leg, and I'm like, this is bloody sick. I can't wait to draw it. <laughs> sketched it up. And, and he goes, I'm like, here's the first draft. Let me know what you think. He's like, look, I'll be honest. It'd look a lot cooler if he had sunglasses. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. (laughs) And yeah, like, Oh, like it's, it's so fun that he did that. And I'm like really flattered. So yeah. Well,
0: Well, I mean, I think that's a good example of something that's very simple in nature, but when I saw it initially and sort of, I, I noticed it before I even noticed that it was actually a tattoo and I sort of looked at it and went, Oh wow, that's hilarious. And then I thought, oh jeez, that's yeah. actually a tattoo. And then I scrolled <laughs> yeah. across and then I saw the actual real photo of this of the bird on, on the roof with the with the slice of pizza. And I thought, oh my god, this is a real thing. And then that just made it even better. So it's just uh, just classic that I mean, you know, going back to what you said before, I mean you can spend yeah. sixteen hours putting together this this piece that you put a lot of time and effort into. Yeah. Um, but sometimes something very simplistic in nature can strike a chord if it 's got the right in, the right ingredients and sometimes in it, yeah. the right context
1: well it 's I think ultimately all of the, a lot of creative stuff and you can tell me what you think of this is that it all comes down to that story mm. and capturing people and hook not not i wouldn 't say hooking them in because it sounds like there 's that intent to kind of draw something out of people, but more just create something that does have a sense of purpose and story because you know I could sit for the next week in in, in my yeah, in my room, just drawing a self-portrait that's just this perfect photorealistic picture of my face. But, like, what you know, what does that mean to people? It's, like, you know, about creating something that they can engage with. And, you know, the idea of a cockatoo eating a piece of pizza is kind of inherently a little hilarious. So I think that's <laughs> going to capture people a bit more.
0: I think, yeah. I think it was a box was instantly ticked, um, just <laughs> at the, con- the concept alone. And uh, the fact that, I mean, the the fact that I scrolled across on that picture and saw the real life one, I think that was just that just was icing on the cake. It was just it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really good. Um I'm keeping you on the time and I reckon I could keep talking to you for ages and I've, I've actually I'm quite surprised because all the things I wrote down I haven't even scraped the surface. So Oh right. Um we might we might have to catch up um maybe sometime that I'm down in Melbourne we might um might catch up and have a beer and have another chat. But um it Sounds
1: maybe, good, yeah.
0: Maybe one thing before we um before we wrap it up, people listening to the podcast know that you designed the logo for this podcast that we're talking <laughs> uh, on right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I must say, and I'll put on public record, thank you very much Ooh. for oh no, uh, thank you for, for um, making that happen. And um, I've have not hesitated in um, not hesitated in not changing it. Is that the right way of saying it? Anyway, I haven't. Uh, sure, I, yeah, that <laughs> that'll do. But I, yeah. I um, it has become like a real sort of. Uh, logo and branding for the podcast. And, yeah, oh, awesome. um, it's just, it's fantastic. And at any, any time where there's sort of been, you know, me sort of thinking about ways to sort of improve the, the podcast from a visual aspect that that logo has just done me wonders. <laughs> so, um, something oh, that, yeah. um, I, I think is, is fairly simplistic in nature and, and, um, you know, ticks the box. Um, it's, it's certainly, certainly done, Done great things for me. So, uh, <laughs> thank you very much for putting that together. And no, um, thank you for asking. Yeah. And I, don't, I didn't want to miss that because I wrote that at the start and I thought, oh, geez, I better mention that. Um, the last thing before we wrap it up yeah. is um, life drawing. So, oh, yeah. Uh, there's a few examples on your Instagram and I'll link people to that so they can have a sticky beak. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, great. How much life drawing? Have you done? Because for me, I've always, yeah. and I'll stereotype big time, when I think of life drawing, I sure. think of the stereotypical nude person in the middle of the room and mm. I'm drawing the nude person. But um, yeah. I think some of the stuff that you've done seems to yeah. be, well, not in every case, but seems to be a little bit more cosplay sort of
1: yeah. at times. Well, so I have done basically all the life drawing here in Melbourne that I've done was through workshop um, with, a, with a teacher – well, or a host of the class. Her name is Henny Hanara. She's still doing stuff down here. Um, maybe if I, you know, find a link to to share of her and her co-host John Luke's stuff, you know, you can find find them in Melbourne if for anyone is interested. Good. But the, the the thing that they do is they try not to do a traditional life drawing in the sense that everyone comes and very quietly waits for this nude person to well, – or this person in a robe to take their, their robe off and all sit very quietly and very seriously drawing. It's much more of a kind of laid-back, fun atmosphere pe- for people who are relatively new, and I just went so much that I became less new, obviously, because I did it, like, on and off for a couple of years since I've been down here. Um, but they they do – Um, yeah, like maybe sometimes it's a bit of a cosplay thing. Like, uh, one of the things I've got up on my Instagram is like a Buffy one and like a Tomb Raider one. Um, some of them are more just like a, you know, uh, like a Salvador Dali one they did where this girl had this big, like cloud wig on that was quite strange (laughs) and weird, but you know, some nude, some not, I actually prefer nude because it's just easier to draw. Um, because for example, like, um, they did a David Bowie one once where this guy was wearing these kind of this really ornate outfit and a, like a six string guitar. And I don't know about you, but I don't really feel like drawing a six string guitar every minute for like 10 minutes. Like it's just a nightmare. Like the human form's is a bit easier to grasp, I think um, in that sense. What, but um, how, yeah, it's great.
0: What's the format? So I don't, I don't know how the format works when you go into these things. So obviously you, sure. you, you sign up, you go in. Yeah. What's, what's the approach? Like what's, what's the expectation or what's the outcome you, that everyone's trying to achieve?
1: Well, I think the best, if uh, if I could give any recommendation, is to don't have any expectations or or hope for any particular outcome out of yourself, because I think a lot of beginners will really beat themselves up, or go, oh, I'm no good at this, it's hard, or something. But the moment you kind of let that go, it becomes a bit easier. You loosen up, um, because I, you know, I used to hate it with like a just a real passion because I was quite bad but I eventually turned a bit of a corner. Um, the good thing about the life drawing class that I go to is they started out with a bit of wine and snacks. So oh, nice. yeah, yeah. well, it works out pretty well because like, by the time you've had like your second maybe wine and the class is starting, the edge is off. You feel a bit more relaxed. You've kind of been chatting to people. Everybody's being a bit social, so it's a bit more fun and easygoing at this class. So that, that helps a lot. Um, and I think especially when people are new and maybe they come into this class and not knowing what to expect, I think it's a good way to loosen everyone up.
0: So do they, so they bring the, the person, the subject out and is it, is it a time sort of situation? Oh, where, sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's generally like, it'll start with the, the host kind of saying, Hey, welcome. This is the theme. Thanks for coming. And they'll, they'll actually kind of, at least at this one say, all right, we're going to start with, you know, maybe like a couple of one minute poses, then we'll do two, two fives, we'll do two sevens, a 10, take a break, come back for two fifteens, And that ends up taking about an hour, an hour and a half and that'll be the whole session. So you've got timed, yes, all timed generally.
0: And is it a, like, um, this is probably really dumb questions, but at, no, no, at, go ahead. at the end of it, do, do, do you sort of all sort of get up and compare results? Is there, is there something, or do people sort of wander off on their own and not, not share things? Is it is it a bit of a private sort of thing, or I guess because it's sort of a group sort of workshop, it's probably more encouraged to to, to show each other, you know, what you've done, and 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 like not so much compare, but to show each other what what you've uh, produced.
1: Yeah, look exactly. Where we are encouraged to share. Like I've been to other classes where that doesn't doesn't happen at all. Full stop. Like everyone sits and drawers and then maybe if you take a break and have a wine, everyone's got their you know um, sheets covered, and like a lot of people actually had their easels down, so you couldn't see what oh, they're really? up to. Wow. Yeah, um, but but this one, no, it's like on the breaks. Like, you know, the hosts would say, please, you know, um, everyone show off your stuff. And like to the point where people are like unclipping their clipboard and getting multiple drawings that they've done and putting them out and just sharing them around. Um, And, you know, I do it too. Like I, you know, am a bit of a show off. I think sometimes, especially with life drawing, if I'm having a good night and I'll like pop out a couple of drawings and it's nice when people come over and, you know, give you a few compliments if you've done a good job. So it's all, and yeah, you have a look at other people's and you chat and you talk and yeah.
0: I think it'd be a really difficult thing for some people if they've if you know they've don't have you know a degree of confidence yet and they're still trying to work themselves out where like as you said like those examples of people sort of you know covering up their work or putting the the easel down or something like that like I'm sure it's like it's like anything creative you know you, it's a motive and people put yes. put a what they feel is their best into something and and then suddenly you might be comparing to other people or you become ashamed of what you've done. And so I would assume that in some cases, and it might not be regular, but I assume yeah. in some cases people would be very uh, standoffish and probably quite resistant when it comes to, I guess, this whole process, even though they've signed up and they've rocked up for the workshop.
1: I, um, people are usually pretty good. Like, I mean, I think people get cagey and that's pretty natural. Um, I've never seen anyone like, you know, kind of get really frustrated and throw up their arms. I think they're kind of there because they want to give it a go. But I mean, there is that level of confidence that sometimes people lack. And I used to have that where I'd get quite frustrated. Um, but obviously I'm coming at it from a bit of a different angle now. Um, so I think also, if you know, just try to be supportive of those people, um, if they're having that issue. Um, I think, it's a learning and doing new things is just an inherently frustrating process. I think.
0: Oh, it's my biggest flaw. Like as soon as I, as soon as as I'm in a situation where I realize I don't know anything or I'm not doing something well, um, I, my, my knee jerk reaction is to, is to rebel, is to, is to push back. It's to be as difficult as possible, be stubborn and, and I've, I've gotten better over the years and I've, I, I pause, but, um, yeah. yeah, it can be very, it can be very difficult to overcome. And so I can, I can certainly appreciate when other people go through those, go through those feelings.
1: No, I, um, I'm the same, like for all my talk of developing and growing, like it takes me so bloody, it takes me twice as long as everybody else. Cause I'm a bit, sometimes I can be a bit of an old dog that won't learn any new tricks. Like, <laughs> um, I, I bought an iPad recently and I, I'm still so bad at using the kind of drawing apps and stuff on that because I've got my Photoshop set up and my, you know, drawing stuff at home that I'm just so good at using now that I'm, it's like learning a new language. I'm so good at English. Why would I want to learn something else, you know? So I struggle.
0: Well, I'll, um, I'll be struggling after this, uh, phone conversation because, um, I am inspired to have another <laughs> attempt at, uh, trying to draw again and sketch, um, Do it, I've, please. I've made uh, lots of attempts and uh, constantly throwing sketch pads across the room at walls and and also of having <laughs> little mini temper tantrums. But um, you know, I guess um, as we said before, you know, the the sort of the secret ingredients with a lot of this is just showing up and and yes, putting in yes. the, putting in the hours and and you know over time, you know, things will pay off. So um, yeah, really, I mean, even just to even just to sort of get your comments on the year of doing sketches every day and, and yeah. also for you to sort of, you know, make the, make the effort to go out and do these other things such as life drawing. I think it's just, it shows that you're sort of branching out and trying to find different ways to improve your skill set.
1: Oh yeah. Thanks. Like it, it, it's good to yeah get out there and show up and try new things. If I could make any comment about doing the drawing a day, I think like there's a lot of people, including myself who like would sketch every day, but I think it's probably more, it's, a, it's good to sketch, you need to do that. But I think it's also very important to finish finish drawings. Like you can sketch a million things, but I think if you were to finish half a dozen, that's there's a lot of value to that. And so I think if you can kind of get into the habit of completing things, that's, you know, that's where there's a lot of growth to be found.
0: All right, I got I got to complete a bunch of stuff, and and we'll 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 complete this uh, conversation for, for the, <laughs> very much, for the very time being. You like that, yeah? yeah. <laughs> very
1: nice. <laughs> this is me.
0: This is me attempting to be a professional.
1: <laughs> yeah, nailed it.
0: But um, Zach, I, look, um, it's been I mean, obviously we've been keeping in contact over the years, but um, yeah, I think this is the first time we've actually had an actual conversation.
1: Uh, it, it, well, we didn't. We didn't actually mention that we went to high school together, <laughs> together no, for two well, years. Look, I am <laughs> oh, sorry should actually should I not have said it. No, no,
0: definitely, no, definitely. And um, I was actually going to kick off the start of, the, of this conversation tonight with something, and I might actually wrap it up, and hopefully, it doesn't leave on a. On a um, I, hope, I already well, feel like I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say right at the beginning. Yeah. I was going to say, look, let's let's. Uh, I've got I've got to address something, and yeah, um, I think it's really important. <laughs> that um i think when we were in high school together does f- we had we had a few scuffs and yeah, and, um, yeah. i, I, I cannot, cannot remember what they were but i just remember that i was a bogan rat of a child no and, yeah right and um <laughs> and I wanted to put that out in public record and I thought I might do it to begin with. Cause I thought it might set, set the tone. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I just wanted to say, Zach, I sincerely apologize for being an absolute cunt of a king.
1: No, no. Like I'm, I'm the, I'm the same. Like, Oh uh, no, I, I apologise because like I, I like, can't for the life of me remember what we were going on about. But like it's funny because half the time we would be sitting together having lunch, and then all of a sudden, like I've only got the memory of maybe one or two little scuff scuffs myself. So yeah, I don't. Think... I think I think you know like, and the thing is, uh, we've never even felt the need to talk about it before. So I think it's probably all good in the hood. But thanks to, <laughs> I was a bit. I was like, oh, I think it's going to come up. I hope he kind of doesn't bring it up. But yeah, maybe now, <laughs> that, now that we talked about it, yes, I think it's all water under the bridge. So. Well, all, <laughs> all
0: I remember is all I remember is falling into bushes a few times um, in the game. I remember yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a few of them. But um, I think um, <laughs> I think also from what I can recall is that there was a bit of a tendency in our in our little group of uh, of people that we would um, push each other into into bushes anyway, just for the sake of uh-huh. it. And I think um, I think maybe we, um, we 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 pushed each other just a little bit too much on a couple of occasions. But um, yep, but I, I kind it. of feel like um, leading into this conversation because I. I I was thinking about it and I thought oh, it might be a bit of a comical way to start the conversation. Yeah. But I was, I was, uh, I was envisioning like the, the scene from Billy Madison where he's got the, 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 the names of the the people and he's calling up and he's like, oh, I'm really sorry. And then suddenly the the other guy's like crossing the name off the hit list or something like that. Yeah.
1: Well, and... I, I am wearing, I am putting lipstick on right now, I'd just like Steve Buscemi. So you're, you're off the hook, mate.
0: Yeah. Oh, whew, thank goodness. But, um, yeah, I, um, Yes, yeah, so we've obviously known each other for for quite a few years, and uh, yeah, this yeah. is the first time I think we've actually had an actual conversation outside of high school. Maybe I mean
1: we uh, might have. We caught up. I think we caught up once quite a few years ago with another fella from the Brisbane metal scene. We did, um, D- Dave. Yeah, we did.
0: That's right. Yeah, and that was. But that, that's that, been about it, mate. Oh, uh, yeah. and that was that was at least
1: fifteen years, 10, 15 years ago. At least,
0: yeah. So it's been a yeah. while. It's been it's been a while, mate. too long that's right so we'll (laughs) um, we'll catch up for a beer sometime soon in Melbourne and I still have a list of like really silly questions I'm going to ask you but I'll save it for for next time but um, appreciate the
1: time yeah no well look um, yeah in the spirit of being open thank you so much for having me on I mean you know I'm just a guy just doing doing work and doing a job so it's really flattering that you would ask me to come on and talk about what I do Um, so yeah thank you very much
0: dive deeper into Zach's world, you can go to IamZach.com or you can go to andysocial.net and click on the show notes for this episode. Or alternatively, if you are listening through a mobile device or a podcast player, you should be able to click through to the show notes, get your little stubby digits out, smash them against the screen. Not too hard, don't crack the screen or anything. And there'll be a bunch of clickable links there so you can reach out to Zach and let him know what you thought highly recommend that you guys take an extra couple of minutes to reach out to these guests on the podcast and let them know what you thought of the chat because it will no doubt validate that sacrifice that they made to cop an ear bashing from yours truly. Updates, updates, updates. All right, folks, you heard it at the start. The 1st of August is the worldwide release date of Fallen Idols. Oh, finally, fuck yeah, let's get this fucking show on the road. So, um, lots of stuff happening. You can go over to lord.net.au, probably lord.net.au slash fallen idols. But otherwise, I mean, just go to the website, go and find us on social media. There'll be links plastered all over the freaking internet. We've got a press campaign that's either started or it's about to start. I've got no idea. Because I'm recording this a little bit in advance, but uh, the first of August is the deal. That's when it's going to be released online everywhere. All the uh, pre-orders are going to be sent out. Um, well, probably a little bit before that, um, but more or less the worldwide release date will be the first of August, and uh, Japan should get it one week earlier than that. Although that is still pending at the time of me recording this little outro. Um, you can go over to our Bandcamp page, which will have all the pre-order packs uh, available. Um, I, we haven't set this up at the time of me recording this, uh, but I believe there'll be just your stock standard, you know, get the CD and the digital download. Um, you can get the t-shirt and CD pack and there'll be some form of uh, deluxe edition, which I believe, um, it's not hundred percent just yet, but it will be the CD. There'll be a bonus CD, which is sort of like a karaoke version, um, Obviously, everything digitized as well. There will be, um, and that bonus CD is limited to 100 copies only. Um, there'll be the t shirt. Um, there'll also be some patches. Um, I believe we're getting back patches done. Um, I've just got to find the, the doors. Anyway, um, <laughs> stickers. Um, there'll be a whole bunch of stuff. And there'll be a deluxe bundle pack that um, people should get. And I would encourage you guys, if you've got the coin, grab that one because that's going to be the biggest help for us that big deluxe. Uh baby boy pack. I don't know why I said baby boy. Anyway, I was thinking of Luis Gomez Gomez. Um episode uh what was that? Anyway, 169? Something like that. No, 179. Oh, jeez. 178. 178. Fuck. Alright, anyway. Um, moving along. So Lord.net.au, Fallen Idols out at the first of August. Get all over it, share it around, let all your mates know, and we're gonna start drip feeding more information as we go. Oh, and also, sorry. As mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we're doing an Australian tour that kicks off on the 21st of June at the basement in Canberra, the 28th of June at the Backroom in Brisbane, the 29th of June at the Badlands Bar in Perth, part of the Stormrider Festival, the 5th of July at the Evelyn Hotel in Melbourne, which we are headlining the Forge Heavy Metal Nightclub, so go and check that out, great lineup the 6th of July at Jive Nightclub in Adelaide and the 26th of July at Crowbar in Sydney, which is us headlining the very first ever Forge Heavy Metal Nightclub Sydney edition. So make sure you get out and support that um, in addition to us as well you know so go and check all that out it's tour dates are plus all over the internet um they're on our facebook page uh, bands in town were on there so if you use that app make sure you rsvp for those shows um and also lord.net.au of course so heaps of stuff happening uh we are planning to have the cd available at all oh, all of the shows almost had a i don't know i don't know what happened then. um all the shows, um, even though the release date won't be the until the 1st of August, we are going to reward you folks for coming out and seeing us, and we're going to make sure that CD is available for you guys to grab. Just don't go and pirate it or something like that, please. Fuck. Just, just help us out. We're helping you, so help us. Um, so it'll be available at the shows, and anybody that pre-orders um, any of the bundle packs will be able to collect the CD the shows, if they let us know in advance and just show proof of purchase and we'll hand a copy of the CD over in advance. And, uh, it's a good way of just, uh, getting a taste of it before the release date. So there you go. Um, so anyway, all that stuff, um, self-startup. Season two is out now, Um, and the first episode, which is episode 30 of the podcast, uh, with Chris Pachenko of Vanishing Point fame and owner and operator of Speed Metal Scraps, so that is a fun chat, lots of interesting things that I got out of that chat, and I'm looking forward to sharing the upcoming uh, episodes as well with you kind folk as well, so that is going to be running until the end of December. And that'll be the end of season two. And then, um, I'll weigh up whether I kick into a season three or not. I'm not sure yet. Um, I've got, a, my plate seems to continuously get filled up with stuff. So I'm going to reevaluate towards the end of this year. And, um, if I do a season three, it'll be the same deal as this year where I'll take the first six months off to concentrate on other stuff and getting, getting things together. And then I'll launch season three in the second half of 2020. But, um, uh, let's not get ahead of, ahead of myself. So we'll see how we go. Um, Okay, before we wrap it up, a couple of last minute things. Thank you so, so much to everybody that's watched the podcast videos and uh, left little messages of encouragement and positive feedback and some criticisms here and there, you know, constructive criticisms. I'll take them on board. Uh, Thank you very much. Um, That was a big challenge for me. Uh, um, I didn't think I'd actually follow through and get it done, but uh, I've been thinking about it for a while and um, I think the timing is uh, perfect for what's happening in the industry in Australia when it comes to podcasting and globally as well. So I want more and more people to start their own podcasts. So if you're out there and you've been thinking about it, please let me know and please go and check out those videos. And I'm more than happy to help because I have grand plans. And the first thing, first things first is get a few more of you awesome folk to start your own podcast, and we'll go from there. But anyway, um, go and check all that out. You can search for me on YouTube, Andy Dowling, and uh, there'll be heaps of stuff uh, online there. There's an 11-part video series. All the videos are about two minutes each, and it'll just get the mind moving in a direction of, how do I get this whole podcasting thing started? So go and check all that out. Um, And last thing, last I know I'm crapping on. The last thing is the mailing list. Now, by the time you guys listen to this episode, I would like to think that I've actually sent out my first mail out. So I don't know. I don't know, folks. Um, I haven't done it yet at the time of recording this. So we'll go and check all that out. Um, Well, I might go home and actually go and send the first mail out. Anyway, go and uh, sign up. You can sign up via andydowling.net or andysocial.net and sign up to the mailing list. There's links in the descriptions of all the podcast videos. So you can sign up there. You get a free 20 page, 20 odd page PDF download of all the podcasting stuff and other cool bits of information. And and yeah, and I'll continuously send out mail outs every month. That gives a bit of a recap of the month that was some giveaways exclusives and lots of other cool little bits of information so go and sign up and uh, let me know what you think but that's it folks all done for another week more great episodes coming in the coming weeks thank you very much for the support keep spreading in the word blah, blah, blah 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 see you later
1: larry larry please